Welcome to Machine Learning. I want to talk about Chennai, India. Yesterday I mentioned that I thought India needed quads of power. Maybe by 2030 they will need quads of power. Definitely if India is going to become a superpower, they're going to need quads of power. But right now they use about 122 gigawatts or 100,000 megawatts. So you can really see the, the challenge that they have when talking about scale with uh, solar. But they need to 40x their efforts in solar. And the big problem is, is the government... Indian's government didn't have enough money to fund these projects. So everyone thought, well, we'll just give money to the government and the government will uh, build infrastructure. And the, the challenge that I brought out this morning when I was talking is how did America build the infrastructure? And it's, did it by private investment. That's how you build things in the Western culture is through private investment called capitalism. Capitalism seeks profit, but it gifts humanity by providing products and services that people want. And they earn a profit off that, and then they can expand using that profit. Energy was the same thing. There was innovation, created electricity, the light bulb, the transistor circuit, AC current, engines, electric motors, the stator. And today we have the possibility of magnetic motors. Actually, it's really quite fascinating that we don't use magnetic motors to augment our energy needs just because they produce so much electricity because of the configurations that they are capable of. For example, a pulse reactor uses powerful electromagnetic fields, saturates the coil with electromagnetic energy and with very little input energy it can use generate uh, large amounts of output energy now Chennai is the same way in that country you're looking at Ford BMW Hyundai wanting to take <coughs> wanting to take advantage of the 80,000 engineers that Chennai graduates. And who are the big investors in building vehicles in Chennai? Which means that they have to have knowledge of robotics. It's Hyundai. Are you surprised? I'm not. Hyundai is always thinking ahead, moving ahead, 
I did watch this uh, video about how Toyota's fuel cell vehicle is the future because of its engine. However, if you look at the number of fuel cell vehicles in the world and who are the leading manufacturers in that space, it's Hyundai. Hyundai is going to transform the world through fuel cell and hydrogen. So it makes you wonder why Hyundai is not uh, investing in building their fuel cell power generation plants in India. They built the largest fuel cell plant, energy generator, electricity generator in the world in North in uh, South Korea. Big deal. And they're innovating in terms of utilizing the fuel cell semi and they're deploying those fuel cell semis to Europe. When will they become available in America? Why is there a barrier to the fuel cell semi in America? Especially with diesel as expensive as it is. You would think the orders would be extremely high. The move to automation has been too slow. There's already problems in the supply chain. Or it's not just a factor of, of placing the order now, it's getting the order fulfilled. And the traditional ways of getting those orders fulfilled is all bottled up. So again, we go back to innovation. Innovation is, necessity is the mother of all innovation. One of the big things that we have with robots is they run on chips. And what happens when there's a shortage of chips? Well, in a capitalistic society, what would happen is that innovation would occur a new chip would be created or a comparable chip would be created and the market would meet that demand and then take that profit. Um, and I still think that the market operates that way. Self-interest driven markets are really efficient. They're driven by need and they adapt their processes so that they're more responsive. Automation builds that level of responsiveness. You know, it's been almost four years since COVID yet, and we've seen the long-term effect on labor. But labor was always in trouble because automation was on the horizon. And AI and machine learning were promising to replace many of the manual jobs, including a lot of the call service processes and tasks 
with automation. But I think that some of the promises were too great, almost like the self-driving car. Why did Tesla give up its autopilot? It invested at least 200 engineers worth of time for multiple years building the hardware, which would be, you know, the supercomputer that's in your vehicle, the cameras, the image recognition software, the algorithms, <clears throat> the labeling of the data, having multiple systems working in tandem to make decisions. Yet why did he ab abandon that technology, especially at the front of modernization, where technology was promising to offer greater safety? And so the idea was if you drive a vehicle, you're taking a risk. Why not drive an automated vehicle and reduce your risk. And that was the idea of level five autonomous driving is that it would reduce risk. It would make less mistakes. The machine would make less mistakes. And it would be <clears throat> handling a rich number of cases, almost like user tests unit test, that it would be tested in simulation, it would be tested on the road, it would be tested uh, using multiple systems, discrete or nonlinear. I just think that the problem is, is maybe they believed that China had the better technology. Maybe, the, maybe Tesla must believe that China's engineers were smarter or better programmers. But why China? Why not Russia? No one for great programming, great, great programmers. Or why not Iran, who are very skilled in AI? difficult to understand and you know you have to study the data just like I've had to correct some of my assumptions about inter energy production in India but Chennai is going to need lots of power gigawatts of power to run their automated manufacturing plants for vehicle creation Nissan BMW, Ford, Hyundai, Toyota, all positioned there to build vehicles and take a profit. And so you start seeing these big cities like Singapore and Chennai and Hong Kong emerge where they become these super centers for industrialization 
And it makes you wonder, if you were look forward 30 years, what these super centers of industrialization will do. Maybe in the near future, it's vehicle, fuel cell vehicles. But in the far future, it's self-driving flying vehicles. And the only reason we haven't taken to the air right now is because the startups are still exploring their entry point, how to create a niche market, airline taxi, commercial flights. But if you look at the commercial flights and the number of flights throughout the world, which we were made aware during COVID that, that there are airline businesses, big, big business, and that there's lots of flights, what would happen if you have now small carriers that are moving smaller groups of people from one destination or one um, area to a new destination? And they are navigated automatically using AI and automated uh navigation through the skies. And suppose that, you know, there are a hundred self-flying cars today, but in the near future, there's a million or two million. And they're all fuel cell driven. So they're not polluting our skies or our air with carbon dioxide. They're just releasing water. We have a million vehicles releasing water in the air. Is that going to mean that the earth is going to be greener, more water, more rain, better participate or precipitation? higher humidity. It was interesting after 9-11 when they shut down all of the airlines that things became cooler because the amount of CO2 in the air reduced. So the greenhouse effect reduced. And that was measurable. So now as we make our migration towards fuel cell transportation in India would be to transform the rails, move it from diesel to hydrogen, transform the uh, shipping, transform the airline. India has the fourth largest rail system and is turning a profit. How difficult would it be to transform their engines, rail engines, from diesel to hydrogen?